The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello. And welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria. I'm joined tonight by my good buddy, who I feel like I haven't I haven't spoke with in a long time, Mr. Andrew Hansen. Andrew, how are we doing tonight, man? <laughs> doing well, thanks. Glad to be back with you. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while, but I'm excited. We got an exciting two-game slate and some big big news in the NBA tonight. Ben Simmons finally hit that three. Yeah, you know, and... I, I might have been asked that question one time in the off season, and you know, what did you think was going to happen first? Ben Simmons hit a three, or Carmelo Anthony signed with the team, um, and we got both of them almost you know in the same week. We seeing, we got to see him debut, and the following night we get to see Ben Simmons hit a three. So, uh, you know, anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett would say. So that's right. I think this has been a crazy season. I think we might. Who knows? Maybe he hits two. Maybe he goes for three this season. We'll find out. <laughs> that would be excessive. But, yeah, you're right. Carmelo snuck in there, got in front of Ben Simmons hitting three. But I must say I'm a little bit concerned about Coach because we know he's down in Texas. We know he's been a little bit sick. And now, we, you know, we talked about the earth melting when Ben Simmons hit a three or at least Texas <laughs> melting. So he might he might be in some deep waters down there with his sickness and, and now Ben Simmons hitting a three. Yeah, we. I, I. You know what? I didn't even think about that. There's, there has to be some correlation between the two. Uh, yes. now I think about it. It's highly, just, highly correlated. It's, it's the only thing that makes <laughs> sense. Now that you think about it. Uh, all right. Yeah. So now I got to check up on Coach. Maybe I get like a, a, a mission trip down. I'll take a road trip down to Texas from Connecticut. Yeah. But, bring uh, some supplies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just bring one of those masks. So. Whatever he has isn't come to me, but there you go. No, nah, but best wishes to coach over there. He is dealing yes. with some, some sort of thing. You know, this guy absolutely loves and breathes DFS and podcasting and fantasy basketball. So if you know if he's taking a few days off, he's not feeling too hot. So, but we uh, the show must go on, and you know, Andrew, I didn't even know that you were filling in today, so this was a welcome surprise for me. Oh, good. All right. Uh, this is a very welcome surprise. You know, I like I like doing the shows. I feel like we started getting some chemistry going. When uh, would we do like two or three in a row last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Yeah, I think we did. So, all right, this is good. We're rolling it. But we got we have two games to talk about tonight. So it's gonna. That's why we're blabbering a little bit because we you know we got some airtime that we can you know kill. Uh, but first, before we get into anything, uh, we're gonna you know just give a nice shout out to our sponsor. You know, our, our lead sponsor. They've been with us since day one, and that's Wine Isles Kona Coffee. Um, you know, you got two of their biggest fans right here recording this podcast. You know, Andrew, I, I made him order it, try it, and living proof, I'm going to let him say it himself, uh, bold, exquisite flavors. It, it literally tastes like, like a coffee that would be from Hawaii. And I know that sounds cheesy when you, <laughs> when you, when you hear it, but, you know, close your eyes. It's, it has, like, almost that natural, like, earthy flavor to their coffee. Um, you know, one of my favorite coffees, I used to just put cream in everything. I, I would not put anything in their coffee. I drink it straight black. I absolutely love the flavor. Uh, give them a check. You know, follow them on Twitter. You can go definitely, uh, you know, hit them up over there. You can go on Amazon. Just search Hawaiian Isles Coffee. Or you can just definitely go onto the website, visit HawaiianIsles.com. Um, easy, quick. You can get the K-Cups. You can get the bags. So many ways. And I would definitely say and recommend. Try it out. Straight black, baby. It's all you need. 
And all I can say is you'll understand when you try it. It's like fuel. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's like it's jet fuel for me in the morning. Absolutely. I'm, I'm telling did you get you said you uh you did a medium roast, right? Or did you go dark yeah. roast? Well, I, th- I think it's called classic. Yeah, it's that's that's the medium. That's the medium, yeah. So that's yeah. We got I've already got my second shipment in on that. We're cruising through it. You got to go to the dark roast next time. Try the dark. That's my uh that's my okay. shtick. My shtick. All right. All right, man. All right, I'll give that a whirl. <laughs> well, we got uh, we got two games to, uh, to get through tonight, and you know, there's a ton of injuries. There's a lot that we're going to get to. So, uh, you know, this is Portland versus Milwaukee. It is a stand, eight, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, this game's going to be taking place in Milwaukee. So, I'm always a gentleman. I'm going to be a gentleman, especially to you, because we haven't spoken in so long. Um, I'll let you pick what team you'd like to start talking about. Well, I'll start off with Portland because we can't bury the lead here. It is Carmelo. It's game number two. He got his feet wet down in, in New Orleans. Did okay. I was sort of predicting maybe 12 and five. And I think what he ended up with, 10 and four, something like that. And he played like 24 minutes. And he said he felt pretty good afterwards. He was surprised at how his body felt. But I, I think he might be in for a little bit of a rude awakening here. Traveling across the country, now it's his second game. And if if Giannis is guarding him at all, uh, it could be a little bit tougher sledding for him. So I am probably not going to play much mellow here um, due to that matchup. I'm, I'm more interested in the backcourt for Portland because Lillard is out again. So looking at Simons and C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum's price actually went down a little bit because of this two-game slate. So at 7.5K, I'm loving his price. He's had three straight games of 40-plus fantasy points. And at the point, I really like Anthony Simons. 4.7 is a fine price for him, but he's questionable. So he's the one of the two main pieces of news we have to look at for Portland. And then in terms of the bigs, Whiteside is a, is a fine price at 6.5, but I think he's – the one guy I'm probably going to fade. And I think that's that's primarily because when he's guarding Brooke Lopez, Brooke's going to pull him out away from the basket. And I just like the lineup builds that don't include Whiteside. So, um, so my first focus is really uh, Anthony Simons and C.J. McCollum here. Okay. Definitely. And I, I think actually, you know, Whiteside right now is, is questionable. Um, yeah, so he's the, questionable too. You're, you're right. So there's there's just you know like we said, injuries is going to be kind of the theme of the night, and it's something that we're going to have to monitor because it's going to dictate you know how you're how you're building your lineups is going to be how you're scripting it. So you know if we see Whiteside and if we see you know Simon sit, this team's going to be depleted. That it's going to be hard enough for them to you know stay in a game without Dame going against Milwaukee. Um, let alone without some of their other core pieces, where you might just want to take a shot at the ancillary pieces in this game, maybe not spend the money up on the big boys, and then really stack the following game. Um, but if you do think that you know these guys are playing and it's enough firepower to keep it close, you know then you're going to be targeting the guys like C.J. McCollum, who are just going to completely absorb a ton of that usage left behind. So um, you know I'm going to give a couple different scenarios. If Simon sits, the rest of the guys play. I think that you know definitely vaults a guy like Kent ba- uh, Kent Bazemore. Um, you know, interview. He's like about forty two, forty three hundred right now. So he would definitely have to see some more, you know, guard minutes, wing minutes. They don't really have another backup point guard, you know, beyond Simons. 
So I think Baysmore and a lot of McCollum playing point. You might see, I guess, Rodney Hood slide over there. The other options that they have is Gary Trent Jr. So I, you know, between those three guys, I would expect you know two of them to see a good minutes if Simon sits, um, and that would be the those would be the guys I'd really look at, kind of you know, taking advantage of that extra usage in minutes. But um, you know, I'm gonna stay away from the whole middle thing. Terrible matchup, just not enough minutes. I think I'll eventually get to the minutes where we could play him. Yeah, Andrew, I don't know if, you, you know, I think they're planning on giving him starter level minutes at some point. I don't think they're going to limit him. I think they only limited him to 20-ish you know, minutes because it was his first game playing in the year and a half. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Um, but a couple other comments on these lower-priced Blazers. I think the wild card is is Mario Hazonia coming off the bench at 37 we saw earlier in the season that game against Philly, he got 37 minutes and he put up 11, 12, and 4. He bit 37 and a half DK points. And he hasn't really been playing as much lately. But if Simon sits, I think there's a good chance he gets much more involved and is handling the ball. Because we've seen him throughout the preseason and earlier in the season initiate offense, um, which you know I think Portland might have to go to if if Simon sits here. And then for the forwards, you know, one of the other themes of, of this two-game slate, I think, is all of the forwards on all four teams that are in that thirty-six to 4,400 price range. I mean, there's just a, a bunch of them. And, you know, Portland is a prime example with Mello, Hood, Bazemore, and Little, all between thirty-nine and 4,300. So that's probably going to be one of the big difference makers here is, is how you select the guys in that price range. And for me, you know, we talked about Melo's matchup. I, I, I kind of like Nasir Little here, 4.1. And the stat that jumps out to me on him is in the last three games, he's averaged almost nine rebounds per game. So he's really coming in and, and being aggressive. So I like that. And then, of course, if Hassan Whiteside sits, then Scala BCR is 3.6K. He'll probably be lock and load value play for me if, if Whiteside is out. Yeah, and I, I'm – Super glad that you mentioned his own. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm, you know, I've touched on how he really wanted to play point guard for a year and a half, and I just glanced right by right. that. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm very glad you brought that up. That's a fantastic call. He would likely see a ton of the point guard minutes if Simon does sit, um, especially if this game gets out of hand, because you know every coach that I'm sure has coached him knows that that's where he wants to play at this point. And when it's a game that let's just say gets out of hand early and it's fourth quarter garbage time. Uh, he, he'll definitely probably be the one that's running it, at least in that, regardless. So he, he has safe value if Simon sits, regardless of blowout is what I'm getting at here. And I think, you know, yes. Scal is cheap enough to – you could say the same thing for. So those are the guys I would be targeting if I'm game scripting it where this game might get out of hand. And I'd still have some shares in because at the end of the day, we're going to have to play this game and play people in it regardless. Um, you know, it doesn't mean we have to get a ton of ownership necessarily if you think it's, it could get out of hand. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm really glad you mentioned him. And yeah, the Little's been crushing the boards. Um, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to see a repeat game. You know, the big double double that he had last game, a lot of it was on great shooting. He shot five of six in that game. Mello's going to probably continue to eat into that workload. You know, a couple more minutes he might see this game. Maybe he sees the same amount. Uh, but he's a guy that should see that guaranteed, you know, 18 to 20 minute roll again, regardless of blowout. But you're also kind of looks like you're chasing points on this one. That's how I feel. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to go there. Just being honest, at the end of the day, it's only two games and we have to just kind of draw the line on a few players that might end up garnering some ownership. And I don't think he's a guy that I'll end up 
you know, making the cut on a lot of my rosters. Right. Well, well how about how how about with the Bucks? They're going to be coming in on a back to back. They just beat the Hawks one thirty five one twenty seven. Hawks gave them a little bit more of a game late that they were expecting. But who do you like on that side? So it's going to be just keep riding this the Bledsoe wagon. I, I'm going to continue playing him. Um, you know, the past you know past few games have been down a little bit. That's okay. Um, you know, outside of you know obviously Atlanta, but. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep hitting this button. He's stupid cheap. You know, he shouldn't be 6,800. There's not, even if this game gets out of hand, it's going to have a lot to do with Giannis and Bledsoe. Um, and if, even if that's the case, it's 6,800 and three quarters of Bledsoe. I think I'd still pay for that on a two game slate. So I definitely think he's an option. And same thing with Giannis. It's only two games at 10, six. That's just, you know, we're looking at a salary that's almost, uh, you know, a grand cheaper than what he would normally be on a bigger slate. And, is there anybody else on the slate that has his upside that's playing tonight? You know, Lillard is the other one that arguably does. You know, no. Nobody else right. on this slate can really do what he can do. So even Giannis, those two guys in three quarters um, can easily easily be in a winning lineup on uh, tonight's slate. So I'll still have shares of both of them, I think. Outside of that, I don't really want to mess around too much with the bench. Um, just a lot of depth on this team. They You know, they spread their wing minutes out. We haven't really seen anybody other than these two guys being Giannis and Bledsoe really capture some of that usage since Middleton's kind of been, you know, riding the pine a little bit. But, um, you know, maybe if you want to take a shot at a value play and look at a guy like Wesley Matthews or Ilya Sova, both those guys can kind of get it done on occasional random nights and be good GPP plays. Uh, but I don't think they're must-play kind of guys. I think that overall with all the injuries that both these teams have been facing that we'll have enough value to kind of get the guys that we want to get. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think any of those bench guys or peripheral guys for Milwaukee are must plays. I I have some interest in Dante DiVincenzo, though, just because of his youth. I was looking at the back-to-backs earlier in the season, and he got good minutes in the second game of the back-to-back, and Matthews didn't get as many minutes. And along the same lines, Ilyasova actually didn't play tonight. And Robin Lopez had almost 20 minutes, but I'm I'm wondering if maybe they're saving Ilyasova for the second night of the back-to-back. If he comes out and plays 15 to 20 minutes, I want to get a couple shares of him because I think he'll be very low-owned, and he can light it up in, in 15 to 20 minutes with double-digit points, six or seven rebounds. So I've got my eye on him and Dante. I'm not as interested in Bledsoe. I think I think they'll split minutes with him and Hill. On the second night of the back-to-back here, I, I am more interested in Giannis just because he's so explosive. Uh, so even in 30 minutes, you know he can really shoot it out for us. So I, I like Giannis, and, and you're right, his price is is lower than it normally is, which is very attractive. But I've been playing with the build here a little bit, and if you take Giannis out, you can get for me, you can get a couple stars in the in the second game. So I'll probably have maybe half my lineups with Giannis and and half without. Yeah, and, and it's it's going to be coming down to lineup construction. So at the end of the day, if you're playing Giannis, you want that game to go four quarters. And if you're if you're right. expecting that to happen, then odds are you're you're probably stacking him with you know CJ McCollum and most likely at least another Blazer, possibly even two. 
Um, and by then, it's like, how much money are you going to have left for those, you know, other guys like your Brandon Ingrams or your, you know, Rubios and Devin Booker's in the next game, which we'll get to. So, yeah, it's it's really going to be messing around with your build and kind of, you know, and in, in, I'm going to tell you now, it's going to be tough trying to figure one out for the single entry contest. These these two game slates, these very small slates, the single entries actually are a little tougher for me as opposed to giving me five or six games in, on a single entry. I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, you're right. I, I agree. It is going to come down to, to game script. And, and if you piece together sort of the thoughts we've been sharing, if on the Portland side we get news that Simons is out or Whiteside is out or both of them, you know, then we're really looking at a potential blowout. And so maybe we go with those value guys like Hazonia and Scal, and then we just load up on the second game. What's what's it like being mellow coming back after all this time off? And it's like, all right, here, here's Giannis in your uh, oh gosh, your second game back. Have fun. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a rude awakening, I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I think we uh, we hit that, and that was a nice touch on uh, you know content. He has been playing a little elevated minutes over the past few games and playing well with them. So you know, a lot of the times when you're targeting these guys who rely on their shooting stroke, when you you know when you see that they're hot. Um, you can generally ride them for you know, for a few days or a few games, so I don't. I really don't mind that call. I just you know, hope to catch that lightning in the bottle. And you know, looking at a slate like this, he's cheap enough and has enough upside that you can consider him in cash and GPPs. Uh, good call, man. Good call. You're crushing it tonight. I like it. All right. Well, we're halfway home. That's it. Halfway. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go. New Orleans versus the Phoenix Suns. Let's do this. This game's taking place in Phoenix. This is going to be a game that is going to be pretty up and down. Uh, I'm expecting, you know, pretty fast pace. I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to enjoy this one. This is probably the game that I think more people are going to be gravitate towards, just because of you know Milwaukee's defense and that kind of being a little depressed and everything else with Dame being out. So there's going to be a lot of ownership in this game, and you know targeting the guys and uh, monitoring the news is going to be essential. So do you want to lead us off, Mr. Hanson? Yeah, I'll start with Phoenix. I, I watched a fair amount of their game against Sacramento, and it was it was fun because they were they were down pretty big. But they made a nice push, made it close late. And to me, you know, Booker really kind of it's he sort of felt like Booker again, where he got 30 real points. He got over 50 fantasy points. And that's due in large part to Rubio just playing part of the game and going out again with injury. And last news I saw as we talk here on Wednesday night is that Rubio is doubtful. Uh, Other big news, of course, is that Baines is out. So with Rubio doubtful, uh, I really like Booker again, you know, in this fast paced game, like you mentioned, both teams top 10 in pace, top 10 in offensive efficiency. This should be a shootout. So I really like how Booker is looking. And then Ubre also finally, he's back in that groove a little bit. He sort of disappeared for a few games, but he's only 6.7 K. And he's one of those guys, as I'm looking at these bills, where if, if I take Giannis out, then Ubre is a lock. Um, so I like Booker, I like Ubre, and then Frank the Tank. If he's going to start again at 4.6, uh, he's probably my favorite big on the Phoenix side. And then on the bench, two of those guys in that price range I was mentioning with all these forwards and wings, Cam Johnson 4.0 and Bridges 3.9 are both guys that you really want to consider and good options to fill out your lineup. Yeah, I mean, there's like you said, like you hit all the uh, the injuries on the head. Ricky Rubio tried to play last game, 
you know, left it. Uh, back spasms, a bad back over here. I can tell you they're not fun. It's hard. You just need to let the time kind of take a hold of them and, you know, do the best that you could and take some Advil along the way. But, uh, yeah, him sitting is going to, I think, you know, put Javon Carter in the play. Javon Carter, uh, next near minimum salary. He's going to, you know, a value playoff, probably have a good amount of shares in. Uh, expecting Booker to get, a, you know, a handful of the Drew Holiday defense. So that's going to kind of deter me from playing him and probably pushing me more onto Carter, especially knowing I'm going to get that value. Um, you know, and I think this is going to be the game where that allows me to kind of get, you know, Giannis and some other of these big pieces. I like the Ubre call. The the one thing that, you know, when you're looking at comparison price per dollar, Brandon Ingram's only $300 more. So I think when I'm looking at that and, you know, those two guys going against each other, I'd rather pay the $300 more for an Ingram, kind of get some, uh, some some Suns exposure and Carter and some of the front court guys between whether it's Sarich or Kaminsky, those guys should be chopping up. I also want to keep an eye on Diallo. A uh, little bit of narrative, I guess, revenge game, played on New Orleans before he left, and now he's going to actually uh, have to play some minutes. Um, you know, he is their main actual center. The other guys are the stretch fours, stretch fives. Both those guys are going to basically be splitting some time, probably alongside of Diallo as well. I wouldn't be shocked, you know, played if we see a good 20 minutes out of him in this kind of matchup. Um, they do like to play Jackson Hayes and play a little bit bigger, and they also still have Melly that they're going to go to as well. So they're going to be able to match up with size. And I think those, you know, between those two guys and then throwing a little bit of Diallo and tournament GPPs, uh, with Carter, those are going to be my four made my four main targets in this game. I, like I said, I don't mind the Ubre call. I think he's like you said. I do think he's underpriced and everything like that. If I can fit him with Ingram, I wouldn't mind it. But when push comes to shove, I think I would rather play Ingram for three hundred dollars more. Oh, absolutely. Ingram's locked into this uh, into this slate for me for sure. Ubre is secondary to him, and I like your call on Diallo. I think he's he could be a you know the diamond in the rough here. He's only 3.5k, and in in this higher tempo game, uh, you know this could be a an opportunity for him to shine. Yeah, and, and that's you know I, I, when we're talking about a 3.5k guy on this, and like you know Carter's 3.3. You don't need much from him on two game slate when you're getting value from him. At the end of the day, you're hoping that they you know 5x. It, it would be great if they do a six, seven, eight, nine x um, break the slate for you and win you some money. But you're not you're not necessarily hoping for that you know expecting that slate breaking kind of value from those cheap guys on this kind of slate. Um, but you know that at least that's my opinion on this kind of take. That's why when I see that there's a little bit of upside left in there, um, I want to jump on him. And Diallo is kind of one of those point per minute guys. So when we know he's getting decent minutes, uh, it doesn't shock me if he goes out there and gets you like you know a nine and nine kind of game with a block or a steal. Uh, and I would take twenty you know DK points at thirty five hundred from him all day long. Yeah, I look at I look at both of those guys more as the five six x. I have I think there's a chance Azonia and, and Scal are more in that you know eight x or more potential depending on the news. So, um, but but yeah, if 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 Hazonia and Scal aren't as attractive in the first game, I might have a little bit more interest in those guys. Oh yeah, definitely hundred percent. Hazonia massive upside. He's, he's the GPP guy, you know. Half the Blazers' wings are when you talk about Bazemore and Zonia and Rodney Hood. All these guys are either you know forty DraftKings points or seventeen. Uh, yeah. there's, there's generally not a, that much of an in between for any of them. So cool. So uh, you know, I hop over on the other side of the ball. Let's talk about New Orleans. I mean, we brought up Ingram. Uh, we're both gonna. It sounds like we're both gonna have tons of shares of him. 
Uh, you know, I think that's to it's going to be the consensus going across the board for everybody in the industry, and there's no fault to anybody. He's underpriced. It's a great matchup, and first game back after his uh, you know bout with knee soreness, uh, shot attempts were there, and you know hit value. So I'm going to keep. I'm going to go right back to the well. I have no problem with that. I'm going to have a lot of interest on this side of the ball. But we'll start with you, Andrew. Who are you really looking at other than Ingram? Other than Ingram, uh, I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on the news. So let me start with the bigs. Okafor is questionable. So if he's out, then I'm going to have a lot of Jackson Hayes again. He, prices moved up a little bit to 5.1. So he's a little bit more like a cash play. Um, but if Okafor plays, then at 3.8, you've got that, that nice price savings. Also from Melly. Melly's 4.5. So I, I have interest in all three of these bigs, depending on if Okafor plays. I'm kind of hoping Okafor plays because I'd rather pay 3.8 for one of these bigs and, and have some some money to spend elsewhere. The other big news is that, again, Thursday, Wednesday night here, the news on, on Lonzo is that he's questionable. So if he plays, then I may, I may I'm going to have less interest in, in Drew Holiday. If Ball is out, I'm going to have more interest in Drew Holiday, but – you know, his price bumped to 8.2, just enough to have me shy away compared to Ingram, who I think is, is basically guaranteed to get you that 6x return at, at 7,000. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the same uh, the same boat as you on that one. I, I You know, I don't mind it. I like the matchup. Uh, I, when I'm targeting Drew, I, I target him at this price when he's playing point guard, when I know he's going to have that little bit of extra usage. Uh, if we see Lonzo play, you know a lot of this is a lot of his energy is going to be spent on defense, chasing Booker around as it is. So, um, you know, take put that into account with that he's not playing point guard at that price. I think we can spend our money elsewhere, like you said on Ingram for twelve hundred less. Um, Hayes, great call. I'm going to continue to ride that if we get the news that Okafor sits. I'm kind of with you. I want him to play, but I'd rather you know I'm looking at it from the angle where I want as many them have as many bigs available as they could. That way, it'll secure some check Diallo minutes for me on the other side. Uh, you know, last yeah. Thing, I, I, you know, I can't have them running out of bigs. Then check the out. I'll only see like 14, 15 <laughs> minutes. So I right. need them to keep some guys on the court. So my, my boy on the other side gets some minutes. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Kenrich Williams again. I think he, this guy, he, he's secured a role in this team. He looks good. He played well down the stretch when they gave him minutes last season. And he's pretty reliable. I mean, we're looking at his box scores. Yes, the points aren't always there. But he's kind of like a, like a poor man's P.J. Tucker. You know, the re- the random rebounding, big rebounding games are there. He can get it done randomly in the defensive categories. Chips around here and there in a couple assists. Hits a couple three-pointers. Um, and occasionally, I know the scoring's been down. He, he can get there. He can, you know, he, he, there's only one game this season for him in double-digit scoring with 15 points. But we've seen down the stretch last season, he was able to get up there and scoring into, like, the teens here and there. So I do think there's some upside in this matchup at 5,300. I'll definitely have some interest. And I like that he's small forward eligible on DraftKings. Uh, it's a pain position I hate filling sometimes, and it's nice when you actually have some confidence going in with one of those guys. So uh, between Ingram, Kenrich, uh, Jackson, if uh, we hear that Okafor sits, those would be my three primary plays. And then obviously Melly, you could play uh, – clearly we could play Melly and Hayes in the same lineup. Those two are just yes. both producing. I wouldn't shy away from that. I wouldn't think like you only had to play one, um, you know. The way that Hayes is playing defense, the blocks seem like they're going to be a thing. The, you know, if even if you ever in season long, if you need to need streaming, and we see Hayes is playing 15 minutes, he's going to get a block. Um, he's a defensive specialist. He's doing this down when he's playing in Texas, so it should continue. 
Um, yeah. That's, oh, continue. I'm sorry. Jump in. Yeah, I just on on your idea of playing them both. I was looking at that last time they last game they split minutes, but if you could combine their prices, they're nine point six k, and they got over sixty fantasy points. So just think of it as if Giannis was nine point six, and you got sixty points out of him, you'd be happy. So if Okafor is out, I, I I'm fine with the idea of playing both of them. And then one other thing I wanted to mention on New Orleans is it's funny for me one of the guys that always falls through the cracks even in these two game slates is JJ Redick. And we didn't we didn't even mention him, but he's been shooting really well, getting around 30 30 fantasy points. You know, is 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 he the same for you where you just either subconsciously you forget about him or or is it intentional where you're you're not as interested in him because he's he doesn't usually have as much upside? It's it's a little bit of both to be honest. I mean, when I when I, I, I think a lot of people think what I think sometimes. When you think JJ Redick, you think a very scoring reliant guy, and you know he is, but he does chip in a couple of rebounds and a couple of assists there every single game. The you know the defensive stats are generally aren't there, and he gets the the extra little bonus points for hitting a ton of three pointers. But he has right. been producing. His price tag, uh, you know, hasn't really gone up too much. Went up a hundred dollars since the last game. Uh, only thing I would say with him is that if Lonzo Ball plays, depending on Lonzo's workload, that's going to cut into JJ's workload. We'd probably see him shift back to the bench and play that sixth man kind of role just because we'd see Drew slide over to the two. And I, I expect that they'd rather play uh, Kenrich at the four, maybe Ingram at the three, rather than Ingram at the four, Redick at the three. So that's kind of that, that's my view. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll kind of have to wait to see with the starting lineup. And it's all going to be determined, I think, if Lonzo even plays. So if he sits, JJ's definitely right back into play at that price tag. And I really do like that price tag. Yeah, I agree with you. If Ball, if Ball starts, then I'm, I'm actually really only interested in Williams or Redick if they start. So, yeah, it's going to be news dependent for me as well. All right. Well, that's it, man. I mean, uh, I don't know if you have anything else. Um, I'll just—I mean, it's only a two-game slate, so I could touch on them quick. Not really interested in the bench guards over on the Pels. I don't know about you. Um, you know, everybody's kind of starting to come back. We're starting to see a couple guys healthy. So between Etwan Moore and Nikhil Alexander Walker, Frank Jackson, um, I'll probably take a pass on, on most of those guys. And if I was to, if I were to play one of them, it would most likely just be Frank Jackson, and I would want to see Lonzo sitting. So that's that's kind of my view. I don't know if you have any interest in those cheaper guys at the bottom over there no i'm with you you know their prices have moved up around four thousand so on, on this particular slate i'm not as interested in them all right we did it we got through that massive two game slate we broke down so <laughs> it's nice when you get a little day like this we were talking about it before we got on air we're like all right cool we get like a nice little nice little break you know it's 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 only it's only been what like less than a month into a month into the season we're crushing it. We're, we're wearing ourselves out. That's why we're bringing on these other guys, and they're been awesome. Uh, big shout-out to Andy and Miles. They're doing a great job. They're crushing it in the forums, and I love having them over on the pod side as well. Have you been, yeah, this, uh, you been able to do shows with them? Uh, yeah, I did one with Andy. So, yeah, definitely excited that they're in the in the mix. And, um, yeah, this, this is a fun, fun little two-game slate. Both games on TNT, a lot of stars, and, uh, you know, play around with your lineups. Look at look at the Giannis build, and then take him out and play around with it a little bit. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for both of those builds, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, you know, before we take off, big shout out again to guys over at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Please check them out. Try their coffee. Um, you know, if if I'm wrong, just cuss me out on Twitter, and I'll be okay with it. No reports, no blocks. I'll take it like a man because I really do back their stuff, and uh, <laughs> I think it would be a little fun as well. So. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter if you guys get a chance. We'd love to field your questions whenever we could. We try to be near our computers and phones as often as possible, but if we can't, there's five of us. So shoot it out, all five of us. Somebody will get to it. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Mr. Andrew Hanson, uh, uh, Handsome Andrew Hanson. I, I, I botched, <laughs> tried to say coach's line, and I botched it, at Language Olympic. Uh, yeah, I... I think everybody knows how to spell it, but I'll spell it again for you because I think I get been getting the practice down. We've talked about it. For some reason, I struggle with it. L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. Uh, and then you can definitely find Coach at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find uh, Andrew, the other Andrew, Andy, at Drew J. Gallagher. Um, D-R-E-W-J-G-A-L-L-A-G. H E R and last but not least you could find Miles at Miles6565. Just how it sounds. So that's our team. I appreciate it, guys. Give us a thumbs up, rate review. If you guys get the chance, it'd be fantastic. We really do appreciate it. And uh, you know, I think I think we're good to go, Andrew. You wanna you wanna take us out? Yes, sir. Well said, my friend. There's a nice little rhythm to those Twitter handles, so bravo and, and good luck to everyone on this slate. Absolutely. Good luck, guys. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.